Hey, and welcome to the Healthier You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and I'm a women's health coach. Each week, we delve into all things health and wellness, whether that be nutrition, hormones, periods, stress management, personal growth, and everything in between. It's my mission to guide you into being the CEO of your own body and life by understanding how to support your health and your hormones so that you can leave feeling lit up, tuned in, and turned on by your life. I am so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Healthier You. I am so glad that you're joining me for another little chit chat today. Hope you're doing well. I am feeling super nourished today because the weather has just been absolutely gorgeous. I forgot that the UK gets to be so nice sometimes. The sun is shining, the sky is blue, oh my goodness, it's absolutely beautiful and it's still quite cold, which is actually my favourite. I really love cold weather, but I like it cold with blue skies, right? Cold and grey and rainy is not a vibe and I feel like it's been like that for such a long time that I literally forgot that the sun shines sometimes. So the last few days have just been so nourishing for the soul and I didn't have any client calls booked in this morning so I took sage and I grabbed a lovely flask of herbal tea and went out for a big long walk and it was everything that I needed and more so I'm really really just feeling so energized and so much better after that this morning and if you haven't been out and you haven't put your face in the sun for a while or been out in nature or had some quiet time without headphones in or things going off in the background this is your little nudge to do so before the end of the week give yourself some space and time to recalibrate Um, I think it's super super important and today we're going to be chatting about something that I have just become so passionate about over the years and I've really changed my stance on this and that is tracking for your health. So after I had this really long period of my life where I was trying diet after diet after diet, trying to control everything that I was eating, trying to count calories, trying to be really restrictive and just really fit myself into a lot of food boxes that just didn't make sense, I got to a point where I basically just gave up with any sort of intentional eating or being really mindful about what I was putting in my body and how I was feeling when I was putting said food in my body and I almost boomeranged the other way and I feel like a lot of people do that right when they give up with the slimming worlds and the macros and the counting calories and all of these things they end up kind of flipping into the other direction where they're just like screw it I'm gonna eat everything and we've had a few conversations about this on this podcast before but I have really really grown to love tracking and this is not like tracking calories or tracking exactly what you're eating to a T to try and control it or be restrictive. This is really about getting to know your body on the deepest possible level, getting to know exactly how your body responds to not just food. In fact, food is really only a tiny piece of the pie when it comes to the way that you feel and the way that your body feels. Tracking becomes this tool to help you get to know your body on the deepest level and to really understand how it's responding to everything that you're doing in your life. And so tracking has become such a huge part of what I do with my clients, what I do with my own health. And I really wanted to do a little episode on the importance of it because... I think the more that you generate self-awareness around what you're experiencing and why, the easier it is it is to actually take action towards feeling better and towards making changes that are really going to move the needle forward in your health. 
And I know that a lot of people really feel the same around this idea of tracking, especially if they're like me and they've had that history of yo-yo dieting and tracking everything in my fitness pal and totting up how many calories they've got left for the day. And it's all very triggering and just not fun at all. But my perspective on tracking since doing it completely differently has changed. And I just think it is so, so empowering. And I think obviously it's not something that you're gonna wanna do for the rest of your life. And I think to a certain extent, it's not really helpful to really hone in on your symptoms for a really, really long period of time. But if you're in a place where you're experiencing a lot of symptoms, things like skin issues, things like bloating, things like headaches, things like not sleeping very well, then just understanding on what days is that coming up for you after what food is that coming up for you it is just such an empowering tool and essentially a mechanism for you to become your own coach really and for you to really start to understand your body on the deepest level your body does not communicate with you through words right it doesn't speak english unfortunately so it can't just tell you when something is wrong the way that your body communicates to you is through symptoms right is through experiencing whether it be how you feel how you're sleeping things that you are struggling with such as you know things like hair falling out or your nails breaking or feeling gassy or bloated or even just having specific cravings is your body's way of trying to tell you that it needs something and so if we don't take the time to listen and take the time to note down what is the body trying to communicate to me through this symptom, then we are missing out on feeling better, right? We're missing out on really creating a solid connection to ourselves and to our bodies. And for anyone who's been following me for a while, you will know that I started out in the intuitive eating space where it's literally all about listening to your body and understanding your own body, not worrying about what Sally down the road is doing and focusing on what your own body is trying to tell you. And I think there is no better way to do that than to start tracking. I think another thing is that sometimes I'm on discovery calls and I'm asking people questions about what it is that they're experiencing symptom wise. And sometimes they don't even realize that they're dealing with the symptoms that I'm talking about, right? Until we have the conversation, then they're like, oh my gosh, what? Right? <laughs> the amount of times that I've had conversations on discovery calls with women and said, so tell me a little bit more about the other symptoms that you might be experiencing. Are you struggling with, for example, your hair's Um, falling out or thinning your nails breaking like is there anything else that you're struggling with and they're like oh my goodness now that I think about it yeah this is something that has been happening for a while and I've just not been paying much attention to it and these are literal signs that your body is trying to warn you that it's in a state of stress right these this is your body's way of communicating with you so if you're not aware that these things are happening and, and that your body is trying to communicate this with you, it becomes really difficult to actually do anything about it, right? So starting to track is really, really powerful. So tracking is not only gonna help you really get to know your body and what symptoms you're experiencing and really start to become more self-aware, but then it's also going to help you pinpoint what potentially is causing what, right? So if you experience headaches on day two of your cycle every single time, you know that it's probably a hormonal thing, right? And it's not just random headaches, it happens on day two every time it comes around. And so it must be a hormonal thing. And it just gives you that ability to really start to understand 
why things are coming up. So it's really, really helpful. This episode is going to be super practical because we're going to go through exactly what would be helpful to start tracking. And essentially you want to see it as data. And I think I want to preface this by saying that it's really important that you do not have an emotional attachment to what you are tracking. And I think this is something that we do constantly. And I've actually had some really interesting conversations with clients around this recently, that oftentimes what we do is we start tracking. And this is especially true when people are checking their weight or tracking their weight. First of all, I really don't think it's helpful to track your weight, especially if you really, really struggle with your relationship with food. But if you do track your weight and, you know, I sporadically do it just to see where I'm at, but I really see it as information and that is it. It says nothing about my worth. It says nothing about how quote unquote good or bad I've been. To be honest, I've been putting on weight recently because I've been doing a lot of weight training. And so my body looks different, but because I've been weight training, I'm gaining more muscle. And so weight is really only the tiniest piece of the puzzle when it comes to your health, literally the tiniest. And I think if you're in a situation where you're getting on the scales and you're finding it triggering and it's not helpful and you're really struggling with your relationship with food at the same time, it's really important to take a break, right? Take a break from the scale. None of this tracking has to have anything to do with your actual weight. This is all about how you feel. But if you are tracking your weight or any symptoms for that matter it's really really important that you have a non-emotional attachment to it right I think that's so so important you don't want to be writing down like oh I've been feeling bloated and then getting really upset about the fact that you're feeling bloated and making it mean something about your self-worth and making it mean something about whether you've been you know quote unquote good or bad that's only going to exacerbate the problem and so really trying to see this whole thing as tracking is data. It's just information. And, you know, the clients who go off and they track their symptoms and they track what they're eating and how they feel after they've eaten certain things, they always come back feeling so empowered because they're like, wow, I noticed that when I sleep like crap, I'm bloated. But when I sleep well, I can eat whatever I want and I feel fine. And then because they've started to notice these things, they can make changes accordingly, or at least it's a permission slip, right? If you know that your bloating is down to poor sleep, then when you experience bloating you're not going to start picking apart everything that you've eaten the whole time and you'll know yeah figures because I haven't been sleeping very well recently and it gets to be an empowering tool that you use to really support yourself into feeling great and really knowing your own body which I think is so so beautiful it's such a beautiful process to get to know every intricate detail of your body how it likes to be treated how she likes to be nourished all the things. I think it's just such a beautiful way of creating a great connection with yourself and understanding yourself on the deepest level. So I've really become very passionate about this. It's very much something that I've changed my stance on over the years, especially seeing how it really supports clients into feeling empowered around their bodies as well. It's not about calories. It's not about being controlling. It's about understanding what works for you and what your body is trying to communicate to you. Another thing that I think tracking for your health really enables you to do is to be a really great advocate for your own health. So whether you're going into a doctor's office or maybe you're seeing a health coach or whatever it is that you're doing to support your health, you can literally go with data and say, no, 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 I know that I'm experiencing these symptoms. I think one of the things that I often find with the clients that I'm working with who struggled with their hormones, they're going into doctor's office and getting gaslit left, right and center because they know something is wrong. They know something is not quite right in their bodies but 
they are not getting, you know, they're not getting the support for it. Whereas if you can go into the doctor's office with those symptoms, look, I'm experiencing it here. This is where it also happened. This is also when it happened. Then it just allows for you to be more of an advocate for yourself and for your health. And one of the things that I notice as a health coach is when I see my clients' food diaries, so many things just make sense. There are so many times where I hear a client struggling with a specific thing and then I look at their food diary and I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder, right? And I can see it so clearly based off of what they've shared with me. Whereas if I didn't know what they they were eating or how they were feeling and what symptoms were coming up at what point, maybe it would take me longer to get to the root cause of the problem. Selfishly, I also absolutely love geeking out with clients about their food diaries and why certain symptoms are coming up for them. And it's just so much fun as well. I feel like one of my biggest kind of missions in the work that I'm doing is not being needed forever by specific clients. It's great when clients want to extend their work with me and do more with me and get to the next level with me. I love that. But at the same time, I want my clients leaving my practice, knowing exactly how to listen to their own body, knowing what works for them, knowing how to advocate for their own health knowing um you know how they need to sleep how they need to move their body what foods feel really good for them and just knowing that for themselves and tracking is a really really huge part of that so let's dive into the types of things that you will want to track in order to get to know your body better so the first thing that you want to start tracking is what you're actually eating and not from a calorie standpoint but literally explaining what it is that you're eating right so what are you having for your meals and what are you having for your snacks what times are you eating those because what you might find for example is if you wait a really really long time between breakfast and lunch that you start to experience tummy problems or you start to feel really hungry or your energy dips or whatever else versus when you have a snack in between and you don't experience those symptoms. So the time that you've eaten that food, what it is that you've eaten, one of the other things that I really like to get clients to track is why they chose that specific food, especially if you're someone who's struggling with your relationship with food. I think it's really helpful to track why it is that you chose the food that you've chosen. So for example, if you're eating special K in the morning because you think it's healthy, you've really got to evaluate what your intention is behind that and if that's supportive and also I would say that special K is just not an adequate breakfast at all um so if you're choosing it for health reasons maybe it's not (laughs) maybe it's not doing what it it says on the tin right and so asking yourself um why have you chosen that specific food what was the intention behind it and this will allow you to evaluate how are you making all of your decisions around food right is it based on fear or is it based on love Another thing that might be quite helpful to track when you're thinking about what you're eating is how you actually ate it, right? So after our last conversation last week around stress and how that impacts your health and how that impacts the nutrients that you absorb from your food, what's really interesting is that you're eating, if you're eating in a state of stress, maybe the way that you digest that food is completely different. And so if you eat the same meal at your desk, at work, in front of your computer, answering really stressful emails, maybe you respond completely differently to this same meal when you're on holiday, having a great time, your nervous system is rested and you're feeling good. And so when you're tracking what you're eating, it's also really helpful to ask yourself, where am I eating this? How am I eating this? And why am I eating this? Because this will give you a real full picture as to your headspace in the moment, right? And then of course, it's really helpful to go into how you felt once you'd eaten it. So did you feel full and sluggish and bloated? Did any tummy symptoms come up at that point? Like how did you actually feel once, you'd, once you've eaten it? 
A couple of other things I like clients to track is level of hunger and fullness. So are you eating absolutely ravenous? And if if you're waiting until you're ravenous, before you start eating, then this is not a great sign because it often means that we eat really quickly and we overeat, right? We don't wanna wait until we're too hungry before we nourish ourselves, right? I think that's not helpful and then we're eating in a state of stress and we absolutely pound through the food versus eating in a state of calm because we're not desperate, we're not dying to eat. We can eat in a way that is mindful and intentional and actually quite helpful, right? So assessing your level of hunger and fullness is helpful and then assessing whether you were actually satisfied after the meal right I can imagine and I used to do this so much when I struggled with binge eating is I would have a Um, some cereal in the morning and I would have one bowl and then I wouldn't feel satisfied at all so then I'd go and have another bowl and then I still wouldn't feel satisfied and before I know it I had binged and it'd be like first thing in the morning and I'd woken up and said right I'm not going to binge today and then first thing that happens is I binge on literally an entire box of cereal because I was so hungry and unsatisfied after the first bowl and so when you start to get to know, you can see how empowering this is, right? To understand at what meal, um, what level of satisfaction are you gaining? How full are you feeling afterwards? What energy are you eating with? How do you feel once you've finished eating, right? All of these things are so empowering. So do this for every single meal and to a certain extent snacks as well. I think it's helpful to understand, you know, what snacks are making you feel what way, but I obviously appreciate that you're not going to have loads of time to just sit with a notebook all day long. And this is why you're probably not going to do this forever, right? It's just a way of getting to know your body in the first instance. So these are all really helpful things to think about. The next thing that you want to start tracking is your movement and a mindful practice. So with your movement, this doesn't need to be going to the gym and doing a a gym class. And that's why it's called movement and not exercise, right? I really don't like this word exercise. I feel like it's so unhelpful. I can't imagine us as hunter-gatherers going to do a HIIT workout for half an hour. Like it just wouldn't happen. I think as humans, we just need to move more and not worry so much about this stressful kind of like go to the gym and do a HIIT workout and all the other things. Really focusing on movement that feels joyful, that feels fun. And so this could be for you doing the housework which 100% is movement right I've got a couple of clients who have got allotments and gardens and they enjoy doing that as their form of movement and that 100% counts right and so movement is a great one and then a mindful practice so again this might mean for you a 10 minute walk around the block or it might mean that in between your work meetings you had a couple of breath breaks where you really just sat and focused on being really intentional with your breath and just having five minutes right it might be your morning cup of tea like it doesn't need to be anything too drastic it's just giving you that little prompt to have some sort of mindful practice throughout the day a couple of other things to track that are really really helpful are obviously the day of your cycle right because what you'll probably find is that a lot of your symptoms are synonymous with where you're at in your cycle and what's also really interesting is for example if you experience bloating but it's on day 20 of your cycle every single month then it's probably a hormonal reason as to why you're struggling with bloating, right? Whereas if you struggle with bloating all of the time and it's at all different times of your month, then it's probably more of a gut health issue, right? And so it will start to help you understand how much of this is hormonal and it's the same with skin. If your skin flares up at the same time each month and it's the same day of your cycle each month, then obviously it's a hormonal thing. Whereas if you eat dairy, for example, and it flares your skin up, 
then it's more of a food thing and you're probably going to notice it at random times of your cycle so again this is really just getting to know your body and getting to understand like is this a food thing is it a hormonal thing maybe you experience that your skin flares up when you don't sleep very well or maybe when you travel or you're under stress or whatever it is but this is the first step right is to healing is actually noting it down and becoming really self-aware as to why So a few other things to track are obviously symptoms around your cycle, uh, your temperature and pulse, I think are really helpful. So I need to do an entire episode on this in terms of your metabolism and how your metabolism works. But essentially, if you're feeling really cold all the time or your temperatures are coming up cold, then it's a real sign that your metabolism is quite slow and quite sluggish. Same with pulse. Um, It's really helpful to, and this is something that I do with my clients who I know are struggling with their metabolism or they're quite slow to, um, you know, absorb nutrients from their food they're slow to go to the toilet oftentimes they're also really cold they're experiencing cold hands and feet the typical sort of hypothyroid symptoms then one of the things that I like them to keep an eye on is their temperature and their pulse and so obviously if this is does not apply to you you don't need to use it but it's just something that I like to note down stress levels as well is really helpful and again if you're experiencing lots of stress your symptoms are probably going to be worse so then at least you know that it's the stress that's causing it right so just understanding on a scale of one to ten how stressed am I feeling today What cravings am I experiencing, right? One of the things that I massively notice is if if I lower my level of carbs, then my cravings are through the roof for the day. I need carbs in order to function. I don't really know how people do this whole no carb thing. For me, it is a really painful thing that I will just never be able to do. And so what's interesting is that I experience a lot more cravings when my carb intake is lower. Even if it's unintentional, I'm like, oh, that makes sense because I only had this for breakfast, right? And so again, it's just about learning a little bit more as to how your body is responding when you don't sleep very well are you experiencing more cravings right and that is 100% a thing that when you're not sleeping very well then your body needs to get energy from somewhere because it's not had adequate rest in order to kind of replenish its energy and so naturally it is going to turn to more food via a lot more cravings and so that kind of makes sense right your energy levels is a really good one to track as well Um, and then moving on to your gut health symptoms so how many times are you going to the toilet Um, when you're going to the toilet what does that look like and I know that it sounds a little bit weird for me to um, ask you to have a literally have a look down the toilet and look at your poop but I think it's actually really really important to get a picture of what's actually going on how often are you going is it loose is it painful to pass like what's actually going on are you experiencing gassiness beforehand are you experiencing a lot of bloating so any sort of symptoms around your gut health are also really really helpful and when you see it in the context of everything else everything starts to make so much more sense right because you're like oh yeah okay my stomach symptoms have really flared up and I was also on a flight this morning which definitely happens for me whenever I have to fly and I can't have my usual like breakfast and morning where I'm just chilling and relaxing my nervous system then I do tend to find that actually my stomach symptoms flare up because I'm stressed and my routine is off and so it stops you having to be so like oh my god what have I eaten what's the problem what's this what's that and it just allows you to understand your body so much better another thing to track would obviously be sleep hours of sleep um, how you slept whether it is good quality sleep um, all of those things are going to make a massive impact on your health as well so really really important and then of course hydration are you staying hydrated through the day and lastly what you've learned about your body that day I think is also really really helpful to note down I think 
especially if you're spending the day kind of tracking your symptoms, tracking what's coming up. I think it's really helpful to end the day with a, what have I learned? Ultimately, what has today shown me about my body? And every single day, you will just get more and more clued up into understanding the way that your body is communicating with you, which is just so, so wonderful, isn't it? And I absolutely guarantee that if you start doing this, you are going to feel so much more connected to your body, so much more understanding of your body, and you are going to really start to understand the next steps that you need to put into practice to improve your overall health. I think this is just such a really great place to start. And obviously, if you start tracking your symptoms, and you can do this in any way, right? So you can do this pen to paper, you can do this on the notes app in your phone, One of the things that I've actually recently done is actually created this journal with all of those different sections in, um, and it's actually on Etsy. So if you want to order it for yourself, um, you're more than welcome to. I'll pop the details in the show notes, but it's literally just a pad with all of those questions. So they're all in one place. All you have to do is go in and fill it out throughout the day, and it will really help you to kind of stay on track with everything that you need to track, um, because I realize that it's a lot, but at the same time, it's just gonna be so, so helpful. It's all in one place. It's um, quite aesthetically pleasing as well, which we always like. So I'll leave the um, details to that in the show notes. But if you don't want to use that and you want to do it in your phone or you're a spreadsheet girl or whatever it is, um, you can utilize any of those things. And then of course, if you're either really struggling with it or you have tracked some things and you're like, oh my goodness, all of this stuff is coming up. I really don't understand it. I do do intensive sessions, um, which are essentially 90 minute sessions where we deep dive into your symptoms. We deep dive into what's coming up for you. And I basically create an entire plan of action as to how to move forwards based off of you know your lifestyle, your diet, things that are coming up for you to improve whatever symptoms it is that you're experiencing. So whether it be, heavy or painful periods, which by the way, are not normal. I need to do an episode on that. Whether it be your relationship with food, whether it be that you're overeating, whether it be that you're really struggling with your gut health, then bring your food diary to me on one of those intensive sessions and we will look through it together and we can come up with a plan um, that is really gonna support you in moving forward with your health. But either way, give it a go, trial it, because I know that you, you are just gonna get so much from this process. It's gonna be so helpful. And I think especially if you're on a journey to healing your relationship with food, it's such a great way as of not seeing health as this calories in calories out situation but seeing health as feeling good and listening to your body and leaning into your symptoms rather than trying to bat them away right And so I really hope that this episode has been helpful. It's been something a little bit different, a little bit more practical, which I hope that you really enjoy. I know that a lot of the episodes on here have been very much mindset. And so I was really excited to sit down and do some kind of geeky practical stuff with you guys today. Um, As always, screenshot this episode, post it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag me as well, because sometimes I see that people have shared it and I didn't even realize because they didn't tag me in it. So tag me in it um, so that I can drop you a message and just say thank you for supporting this show and for listening to me every time I upload one of these episodes. I will leave the link to booking a free discovery call with me in the show notes if you'd like. um, And of course the link to the journal as well, but have a lovely, lovely rest of your day. And please keep me posted on your journey with this right I'm really really excited to find out how you get on with all of it so keep me in the loop and sending you lots of love until next time